This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, how's it going? Hi, Rich. How are you doing? All good here. All good here. Um, don't know what everybody else did last weekend. It was a, it was a, it was a sad week. Um, and to be fair, Lambert talked about it in his um, press match. We're recording this Thursday evening or Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening. Um, Lambert um, in his uh, his uh, Preston pre-match conference mentioned um, that they'd had a lot of the club had had a few days off. And uh, what I did was because I I was quite glum at the weekend. And um, but I watched the Sir Bobby Robson film. Oh, brilliant! It's um, excellent. And isn't it, it? it's brilliant. So good. I've seen it before. Um, my partner hadn't seen it, so we watched that together. And it was uh, yeah, it was great to see the players training at the ground happy it's sort of, it was a consoling moment i guess is the best way to describe it and uh, certainly cheered me up i have to say yeah happier yeah. times and all that but um yeah it's been a, yeah it's been an interesting week but uh, as i say onward and upward yeah hopefully so mm-hmm. well I'm, uh, downward and upward hopefully you know there's, there's an allusion to where we're going there. Um, I, I've been trawling through um, old bits of footage and posting a few bits of it actually over the weekend as well. So that was my kind of tonic. Was, yeah. um, looking back yeah. when we could score goals and we, you know, were a pretty dominant force in football. Um, not so much yeah. anymore. Um, just a, a heads up for everyone who's listening to this um, before we um, get into the the nuts and bolts and the meeting on the agenda. We're going to split this over two shows. So we're going to kind of um, do a bit of a recap mm-hmm. of the Birmingham game. Um, we'll focus obviously on Preston North End. We'll do some of the questions, maybe 50% or so of the questions, and then we'll be back. Um, we'll be back to record it tomorrow, um, but this will probably mm-hmm. the a Swansea edition, a slightly shortened Swansea edition will be out. Yeah. Probably Saturday, I would guess. Um, yeah. And we'll come mm-hmm. back and finish off those questions there. So keep a lookout for 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 the two editions, two for the price of one. Um, we're always adding value, me and Harry. Um, and this weekend we we'll be no different. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go back to this um, mm-hmm. this kind of um, symbolic moment in our club's history. Really, this kind of relegation mm-hmm. um, 
confirmed against Birmingham City. You and Ben, yeah. um, with your kind of glass half full, as it were, um, predicted the one all. I went with the two all defeat. Um, <laughs> it's ended a game of two halves again. We've we've had those instances um, yeah. before this season, um, yeah. and again the chances to maybe um, turn the draw into a win and failed to do so. Um, but your thoughts, Harry? Mm. More more the game, the fixture itself less interesting than kind of this the symbolism for the for the club in terms mm. of relegation your thoughts this was debated a lot on the flagship show but your thoughts on now relegation has confirmed what this kind of this means and and how we kind of look forward or can mm. we look forward it's a moment of danger and a moment of opportunity really isn't it um and that we could if we don't regroup and regroup intelligently i'm not even saying quickly it might may not be even a one season process but if we don't get the strategy right we could um you know we it could it could take a little while but at the same time it is a moment of opportunity when we look at some of the questions later you can actually see how given how far behind the rest of many of the teams in the league i should say we are at the moment sort of soldiering on in this league isn't going to do us any good we need it you know it, it needs such a rebuild in a way relegation could be the it, it looks to me to be a good way of a good way of turning it around and we can rebuild properly and uh, as i say take the you know get the car into the garage take the parts out and put them back together again properly that that's the hope anyway but um you're right about the birmingham game it summed up the season in many ways objectively it was the it was a fair result it was a game of two halves they dominated the first we came back into it after the break um christian pedersen their left back who he did flag up he did get the get he did get turned over for the second goal it was uh or for for, the, for our goal i should the second goal in the game as i say he got mugged it was a good it was a good it was a good leveler and, and um was the striker that was probably more was of a threat yeah. as well which i think I, I called out which you, you, yeah it's interesting yeah but uh but as i say in that sense to be fair the birmingham players at the end were were very diplomatic but the other thing to say is that post-match, I've had all my non-Ipswich fans, friends, uh, fan friends coming in, just saying, "Wow, they saw the full, you know, what happened full time with the way the team was given a standing ovation." That that was clocked by the wider footballing world. Mm. That's got to be mentioned as well, definitely. Yeah, but, good um, on the blue action yeah. guys again, and, yeah. and Joe it was great. called out the yeah. flagship show. Um, I just yeah. want to get your kind of take on. Um, there was quite a lot. Uh, I, I enjoyed the flagship show. There was some really good assessment mm. of the situation. Um, we'll briefly talk about season tickets because um, mm. that the details were announced on, yep. on the day that we're recording, and we're going to delve in a little bit of, into that on the flagship show as well next week. Yeah. Um, but your kind of thoughts about um, you've you've mentioned it before about. I don't think anyone expects or demands that we bounce back at the first opportunity, but we really need to start strongly next season, don't we? It's this this kind of fear that this stagnation, whilst you know Lambert's galvanised the squad, he'll probably bring in some additions and and have a whole summer to kind of coach the team. Um, we actually really do need to shake off this kind of malaise and this kind of this expectation that you don't need to win it's fine we're only Ipswich in the championship we haven't got the parachute money down in league one we really need to get started quickly don't we it's interesting yeah there's there's two there's there's a couple of points one the malaise in some ways and this has come up in other discussions during the week as well that malaise goes back even before Lambert times Mm. things were already beginning to stagnate even under Mick that final season the second half of that final season we were beginning to that early that brilliant start we'd had in Mick's last season that brilliant August in a way masked master multitude that that has to be that has to be said um it's as far as League One is concerned you see 
I don't think we're going to... I could be wrong. We could be five points clear by the beginning of October. I don't see it that way. I think we have to be patient. I think we've got to feel our way into the season. It's not how we start the season. It's how we how we build momentum during the season that is important. So, yes, it's important that we don't... What we don't do is stagnate. But we want, I'd, I'm more interested in seeing momentum by the time we get to September, October, November. Going back to the glorious days when Bobby was around, we'd often have a quiet start. And then we go on this Barely mad well. charge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just go, you know, you just write, OK, right. So it would click in late September, early October. And then we go on this absolutely you know sort of madcap run and then we'd finally run out of we'd, we'd, we'd be we'd be exhausted by the time we got to late march early april and then we would just see if we could limp over the line but i think leaving this the end bit aside i think to me that's what i want to see this season not necessarily that we get off to a blistering start it's but that i see as that there is some momentum within the way the team is playing and there's that incremental improvement game on game things are starting to come into shape we were hoping for it under 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 Hurst it never happened and it did start coming together all too falteringly by the end under Lambert you know we you know if we if we'd been able to get a decent striker who was stayed fit or two strikers who stayed fit in January who knows, you know, those one alls would have been ones, a lot of them. You know, we lost a goal in so many games or we, we under we played we sold ourselves short by a goal in so many. So that's 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 my take on it. I'm so yes, we don't want to start um we don't want to have a you know, we don't want to be in the in the relegation zone in September, definitely not. No, no. But I'm just but just as equally I'm I you know, ben, measure, be measured, I guess, is the best advice I would give. don't know whether you'd agree with that or not. Um, yeah. yeah, I can understand that. I think that's a fairly pragmatic view. I guess something that I have picked up a few people and um, mm-hmm. some of the questions were along these lines on the flagship show as well is there's quite a few people who are angry. We've kind of talked about the reaction that the, the North Stand gave the players at full time. There are quite a few people who are who are keen that... We don't let this moment um, become a normal, or or or, or kind of be, be glossed over because it's little old Ipswich, and are oh, we expected to kind of go down after Hurst was mm-hmm. sacked and Lambert came in? This club hasn't been in the third tier in sixty-two years, and yeah. I think there's a there's a view, and I and I sympathise with it. Though we've talked before about negatives leading to negatives, that actually we need to Evans particularly needs to acknowledge that this is not acceptable this Mm. situation for this football club no one's demanding Premier League no one's demanding top six championship but they are demanding that we are keeping an even keel and are not you know milling it around with let's be honest with small clubs that you know Mm. have never achieved anything and, and, and therefore we should probably yeah I, it's a difficult one to phrase, Harry, because we've talked about this before, and I'm, I'm a similar school of thought to you that I don't get angry or or depressed mm. too readily. But we are playing League One football next season, and mm. we should not dismiss that as a really depressing situation, a state of affairs that we've got ourselves into, and and people should be held accountable or be culpable yeah. for that. Yeah. The problem being, it's the owner, and you can't just kick the owner out. But at least he yeah. came out and apologised, I guess. But Probably yeah. not enough for some. I know. I I I think we're both quite similar. I'm viewing it with sadness rather than anger. As I say, watching Sir Bobby, you know, I thought, well, a consult consolation rather than retribution was kind of more the kind of my my, my mood over the weekend. Really, it's um, I think people though there have been a number of classic missteps. Um, we've talked about this before, and I don't don't want to turn it into an Evans 
bashing rant, but it is save that till May. You know, save it till May. But it is the um, it is the it is the truth that we have gone through well managed decline, but decline nonetheless. It's um, no matter how stable it has been, you know, it's it's like a it's like a a, sh- a ship serenely sinking kind of thing. You could argue, um, but to what extent? To, you see, you can't focus it on the players. We said this last week. Yep. They're, the, they're the innocent bystanders. They were sold utterly short by what happened last summer. Agreed. And there has been a pattern in the last decade of some catastrophic transfer windows. Mm. So in that sense, we know the we know the evidence. Um, it's there. Um, so in a way, rather, you know, it's not in my nature to get. Maybe Roy Keane was right. A protest in Ipswich is four or five people, sort of, you know, sort of, sort of, sort of, with one banner. You know, maybe that's just the nature of the club that we are. But I don't see. I can't see anger achieving anything. It doesn't get rid of man. It doesn't get rid of owners. I should say. It never. It never does. But, but just as equally, um, if if this starts to go wrong next season, if 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 Evans has another bad summer, um. I think most of us will just, will just quietly write them off, and that's when the anger may well appear. But, yeah. um, and it yeah. will be justified, yeah. I think, if, if it's a level oh, yeah. below, we're still stagnating. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, 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 before, it's not overnight. It's been happening, you know, we've seen this pattern for a decade. We've had, it hasn't been all catastrophic decisions, but there have been moments where there have been epic misjudgments that's the yeah. best way to describe it and, uh, and i think yeah. i read someone say yeah. i think it was um, in the 200 it might have been susan actually wrote there that there's mm. a kind of relegation of uh, a thousand cuts or whatever isn't it it's, mm. you know slowly yeah. bit, you know I, I wrote a piece for um a preston fanzine that will i'll, I'll tweet to mm. um to, uh, when that comes out um yeah and, and, it, and you we've talked about these sliding doors moments before but it just there's when you look back in hindsight certain things that happened it feels like there's been this inexorable sl- decline or slide to where we yeah. are that maybe the uh, the majority of people are just not surprised that we are where we are they yeah. were hoping we wouldn't but actually yeah. there's, there's there's a grudging acceptance that you you buy yeah. league one players you have league one budgets you mm-hmm. end up in league one you know it's not rocket science well, we, we talked about this. Um, I remember Ian Mill doing, and and to be fair to Phil Ham from TWTD, there was a it was it was um, in uh, the pre, in mix um, was it the season before last? They it, w- the discussion of funding came up as an issue, and what we were the, the the fear was that the model we were using was enhancing the risk factor. Let's yeah. put it that way. So therefore, we weren't giving ourselves any room for maneuver if things went wrong and things could not have gone worse really yeah yeah so as long as we learn our mistakes say that i think that's the key um let's briefly talk about season tickets we can come back and talk about it maybe on the next one but it certainly will come up on on the flagship it's come up up this week yeah Um, great Mm. the season ticket price is coming out is i think it's 12 and a half percent um yeah reduction which is in the right direction 15 percent for families and then this kind of Mm. town targets thing where the more Mm. people who get a season ticket the 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 bigger the uh, the percentage Mm. decrease on yeah. cost and refunds and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm. Right direction for you? Uh, not far yeah. enough? Thoughts? No, no, no. I think it's about right. Given the fact that that income is proportionally more important, we're now moving away from a Leicester City funding model and more towards a Bath City funding model, if I can put it like that, in the sense that that match day income is vital. So they can't. We, you know, we don't want to cut our own noses off to spite our face. I think. I think they've got it about right. Actually, I think they've, they've, it's brilliant. One small side factor I'd lob in is the fact that 
a lot of people might be motivated to get season tickets because a lot of away ends next season will be very small. The Brentford oh, factor. Harry, spoilers. We shouldn't be giving away our, the secrets, you know. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's exactly that. No, but you think, remember last year, when, you know, in our, in our good years, I should say, you know, Brentford away suddenly became an issue. You know, how can we get a ticket? You know, it's, um, so, you know, there are some small away grounds out there and I can see people thinking that, thinking, ooh, you know, it's only... I Excellent hadn't thought of that, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a great you know, you 500 Wickham seats. Away, you know, 500. You know, Wickham away kind of thing. Yeah. That's a very doable game from Ipswich. You're thinking, God, you know, how can we get, you know, how can we guarantee ourselves at getting a seat there? So in that oh, sense... I've made the mistake of saying know. seats. Maybe it's a seat, a standing yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. In terrace. <laughs> terrace. Terrace football. Oh, it's all league, indeed. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think it's positive. So, no, and, but um, I think it's very positive. They've thought yeah. it through cleverly. They've taken good. They've listened to everybody. They've listened to Paul Lambert as well. They haven't. But the fear would have been that they'd have they'd have tried to finagle it so that there was to have a a lesser discount. But but you've got it's a balancing act. But they really do need that income next year. Yeah. Uh, because, um, and, a, and a freeze for if if we come up to the championship as well, which is is a good yeah. thing as well. I thought they could yeah. probably do something about merchandise in Planet Blue and get a spending more, you know, a permanent mm. discount for season ticket holders or something like that. But yeah. um, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I will be getting a season ticket for the first time in I think it's three yeah. years, a couple of seasons. Um, mm. So I will be um, back there as much as I can be next season. I'll be um, I'll be trying to mm. support as much as I can. Um, mm. Let's um, let's bring it um, up to date in terms of um, Preston who are our next mm. opponents I've, as always now Harry I take my role very seriously because you do all the heavy lifting here I <laughs> thought I would contribu- contribute some stats okay because um, I've done some research um, we had um, we, a pretty decent record against Preston um, yeah in the lo- we, I don't think we've lost um, in the league since 2010 um, and we, we lost them in FA Cup tie obviously um, mm. January f- uh, 2014 um, but we've had a pretty decent record against Preston and in the um, noughties, early noughties, it was a pretty dour run actually. I remember under Joe um, yeah. Royal that we, we rarely won away at Preston, certainly. I think I remember mm. a one or draw maybe on Friday night, but there was a 20-year gap between January 1980 and September 2002 where we didn't play Preston at all. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. we haven't got a huge amount of... Um, a record to go on. I've got the shirts that are behind me from mm. the noughties, actually. We've, as I say, yeah. the record we've got of late, um, so we beat them last season with Mustafa Cariol's George Weyer-esque goal um, before <laughs> he was substituted the at half-time. The sun came out from behind the clouds briefly. Absolutely. That yeah. was Unplayable. a super Unplayable. kind of um, mm. uh, smash and grab. And before uh, that, um, a game that it, I went to, actually, um, Tom Lawrence mm. scored a fantastic yeah. goal, cut in a one-all draw. So, of late, we've got a pretty decent record yeah. against Preston. Um, yeah. Earlier in the season, the one-all draw, Paul Lambert's yeah. first game. Um, mm. Plenty of incident in that one. And if we get on to talk about Paul Gallagher, yeah. uh, we can mm. remind ourselves that he can play in multiple positions, um, yeah. including in between the posts. Um, so, and a busy week for Preston as well. I mean, we'll come on to their kind of form. The playoffs is probably not going to happen now. But no. the big story this week is Alex Neil um, yeah. committing his future, um, dis- um, despite interest from West Brom, um, their yeah. last opponents, which was obviously a fairly awkward game. It has also been a distraction. Um, yeah. Four defeats in a row. Um, no surprise that um, there's injuries that have played a part there. Suspensions to key players. Um, but Alex Neil staying has presumably gone down quite well. Yeah, they love us. They're really happy. Um, it's it, it, he suits the kind of the long term. 
in a way, there there are similarities between us and them. You could Sheffield United as well. We, ben and I talked about the progressives at the beginning of the season, teams who don't spend a lot of money, but through good judgment and patient incremental improvement, just move their way slowly up the table. And, and Preston are a classic example of that. Neil fits in with that long-term model of play. He has a style of play. They love it. Uh, they were really worried about him going to West Brom, and there was such a just. They felt that it, they were beat badly beaten. It was four one. It was four nil, and it was a consolation goal. Dwight Gale hat trick, um, but they um, they were felt that it was a very distracted performance last week because it was all up in the air. He could have gone to West Brom because they're obviously with Darren Moore gone. They haven't actually fixed, fixed, firmed up a vacancy there. They do compare him to Chris Wilder. They definitely say that. Mm, um, wow. st- steadily putting together a good playing squad. The key word there is steadily, I think. It's that, you know, just, it's, you know, as I say, small victories every season. And they say hopefully he'll add the missing links during the summer. We'll come on and talk about those. Um We've talked you know, about it, injuries before, though, with Preston, yeah. haven't we? And it, and it yeah. will be a factor. You know, there's some really key players yeah. that we can strike through talking yeah. about today. But I, I just go back to that game. We beat them 2-0, was it, last season? Waghorn and Selena, I think. Maybe 3-0, yeah. actually, I think it was. Um, and it was just before the international break. And their squad was decimated with injuries, yeah. wasn't it? Is, mm. that, is that down to the style injuries. of play, do you think? Yeah, spot on. It's um, they play. I call it braveheart football. It really is that kind of <laughs> whirly gig in your face, whirling dervishes. You know, this kind of Brentford started playing it when they first came up, actually under Warburton. It's a version of that where they just, you know, it's it's high octane stuff, hammering into tackles. Last year, I don't know what it's like this year, but last year they had overwhelmingly the worst disciplinary record in the league. It well, was probably quite... down to one player, right? He's suspended, yeah, for... <laughs> He's suspended for Friday. Yeah. yeah, it's really funny. But they, um, it's it's hilarious. They, But that's the way they play. And of course, when you get to, to, to a 40-game, the end of a 40-game season, you know, you're looking at who, who you know, who's last man standing almost. It's like a demolition derby, I mean, the I way they go about looking it. Looking here, Ben Pearson is the one who's suspended. Yeah. Actually, um, I've got a lot, I, uh, highly rate actually, Pearson. I quite like him. 14 yellow cards this season. Um, yeah. I think he's suspended for a red card isn't he yeah um, he is I'm also looking elsewhere Darnell Fisher who's the full back yep. he's got 11 yellow cards um, <laughs> and to be fair yeah. those are the outliers but um, yeah, yeah they don't take any prisoners do they I, th- I think they've, they've it's it's softened compared to last year but I mean Pearson we, I've, I've, I even put a bit in them on the TWTD piece because they, they're doing they're not with him he's a really good midfielder he's one of the two who sits in front of the back four but a deep line playmaker that's the way they do it and he got. Only was he, he was sent off for hauling back Patrick Bamford against Leeds, which was two games ago. So this is the second of a second of a, a second game he's out. But the previous week he got a yellow card against Sheffield United. But and from what I read on the forum in the match day thread, he got it for complaining to the referee for, for a free kick that Preston had been awarded. <laughs> okay. <that's>, yes, you know, <laughs> yeah. I may have got that wrong, but I remember thinking, wow, it's in the wrong you know, place. This, yeah, get a grip, mate. They, they, he drives them, he really does drive them out. They, they said there's no point in having him if he's sitting in the stand for 25% of the season. <laughs> they said it, it's useless. Oh, it dear. 10 matches, I think he's missed three suspensions. I think I read that. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's um, crazy. It, and he's it, a really it, important player for them, isn't he? He is vital, actually. He really is. But, I mean, they are, I mean, the season has taken its toll on them. Four defeats. I mean, a month ago, they were seventh on goal difference behind Aston Villa. They were on the same points as Villa. Four straight defeats. Reading, and then they've lost to Sheffield United, Leeds, West Brom. Three teams, obviously, 
all guns blazing. Um, and that's seen them now fall away. They're 12th, solidly mid-table. Um, one of them said, all together now, there's always next season. You know, that's how they, you know, the, how they summed it up. So a lot of it is down to tiredness. One of them said the gas tank is empty and they've got three minutes of, 360 minutes, I should say, of running on fumes awaiting. And um, they said they can't, they can't fault the players' efforts but injuries have ruined it, is how they've put it. You know, yeah. it's this high-intensity football. They just they just can't keep it up. But in overall terms, they're seeing the campaign in a very positive light, given the relative lack of money and given that, this, this, you know, you look at the teams that they're trading with, you know, you've got Swansea, Stoke, not a million miles away from them. They've The fact that they can compete with them, you know, they, 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 they do take consolation from that. You know? Yeah, what's the model that we should have arguably been following? But well, yeah. we've, we've got a really good question from um, from Ben, actually, where which mm. compares the approach from Evans and is it Trevor yeah. Hemmings, I think, is the press Yeah, that's owner. the honest. Um, right. We'll yeah. come back and maybe talk to that we'll at the end. Uh, yeah, Should we, um, we go through the squad? It's, I, I had a similar thought that it's um, similar to Birmingham City in that there's probably a core 14 or 15 players that yep. mostly start but I think it's probably worth us caveating and I'll do this on your behalf because I know you'd, you'd never be so bold as to, to say that we possibly don't know what's going to happen Easter weekend mm. um, hectic fixture, fixture schedule there's likely yep. to be a bit of rotation and again as we've talked about before we're, we're lowly relegated Ipswich so there might be some surprise inclusions from yeah. young players and all that kind of stuff on yeah. Friday but we'll do our best we'll talk about the um, the ever presence mm. and the ones we know about um, should we start in goal yeah. and work our way forward I just want to call out um, in nets for Preston at Portman Road was Maxwell um, who got mm. sent off um, he uh, came out and rugby tackled um, was it Jordan <laughs> Roberts I think, I think it was, um, or, yes. or Freddie Sears I, I forget or was clipped Didn't he, oh, I forget um, either way he went he went adventuring out of his penalty area and I think we called that out in the in the yeah. previous year last time he's now on loan um, to Charlton yeah. um, so that he obviously didn't last too long after that um, they signed the Accrington Stanley goalkeeper who played against us in the cup tie um, but I don't mm. think he's um, played too many games I, it's um, no, he hasn't. it's ex-Norwich goalkeeper Rudd that is um yeah. Is the number one In, at the moment. Yeah, interesting. They've had nothing to say about him, and I looked really hard, but Michael Crow is on the bench. And I think he's played a game for them as well. I think he's Has made he, one I, appearance, yeah. But it's uh, it's just great to see. I've always I saw him a good number of times for the for the underage teams, and I I've always rated him. I, I that's one I don't understand why I we let him. Joe go. was pretty surprised mm-hmm. by that, and and yeah. Harry Wright kind of being kept on because Harry's very diminutive, isn't he? And, yeah. and Michael Crow was in the Wales under twenty three, twenty one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's right. He was. Yeah, he's yeah. you know he's played representative in international football underage. But um, Rudd though is an interesting one. Um, they, they praised him in a way because they did. They really had a bad day at the office against West Brom, and he kept the score down. They they said if it wasn't for him, it was a seven one drubbing. Mm. The big theme from that West Brom game though, and if you see the highlights, they were watching. The shoe, it was a bit like what happened when they came to Portman Road. West Brom, three or four moments of absolute quality unlocked yeah. the press defence and it was this it was you know it's Gale on fire Rodriguez on fire really good quality balls played into them you just kind of this is all about the money it really was they did they just couldn't live with them it was it, it happens in the championship as we yeah. know yeah Rudd generally is liked there is a big amber light and um, good on one-to-ones very good at anticipating at reading reading of through balls etc but there's a there's a big flashing amber light on set pieces just to, just to flag it up he hardly comes off his line to command his area makes us vulnerable at corners and set pieces and they said every team we play puts two or three players around him on corners so it's one of those things to watch out 
out for you if you're at the game. Just if you see, you know, if you see, it's a bit like the old Sabutio thing where you put all your players in your six-yard box. Just to, <laughs> you're you're one nil up against somebody good, you know, and you're playing this sort of heroic defending. But um, it's that type of thing in in inverse where you've got, you know, you'll, if you see. Lambert sort of dropping about three or four in around him, just kind of Ch- Chambo kind of bumping it, bumping his elbow into his back or whatever. People you know, were doing it to Gherkin, <laughs> weren't they? Yeah, exactly so, that. Yeah. We had that exactly. They were, they were literally just, you know, almost playing, spearing it into the goal. Rudd, there is a, there is an amber light on that with him. Um, interestingly, the, the rest of the defence, so the two centre-backs, they have improved. When we played them earlier in the season, they had a really woeful defensive record. I don't really, and they were really slow as well. So it was Clark, Huntington, yeah. Davies and Earl yeah. the back yeah. four against us yeah um, hunting story hunting, hunt. fisher uh, yeah players that have come in recently yeah they've, they have overhauled particularly the center backs um clark tom clark isn't even in the um he isn't even in the squad he wasn't last week anyway paul huntington is the backup now huntington i mentioned him very briefly if you want to give your defense some more steel the solution is huntington but he's going backwards now he's probably regressed to he's slowing down, he? he's slowing down he was always very good for them in set pieces but mm-hmm. they've said they've watched his decline it's his fourth season i think in the championship he came up with them he's ex um at yeovil i think it's, he played for leeds as well for a while but he's kind of there's been a slow decline with him over the seasons very much the very much the bench option um, but the two they've got are quite young actually um, Jordan Story and Ben Davis Davis is the one they do like um, he's 23 year, 23 year old youth product and he's grown into the season long way off the finished article he's very good at reading the ball he's very comfortable with the ball at his feet um, uh, very assured terrific in the air it can go be, it, he has cost them some direct goals with lapses of concentration that's the thing you've got to watch out for but they're hoping that will pass with the experience well, 23 is no age for a centre-back, yeah. isn't it? It's not, yeah. But he's the, he's, the, he's the senior partner of the two. The other one is Jordan Story. As I say, they're very much a work in progress. The other issue with them was, whereas with Huntington particularly and Clark, the ball would generally get launched, if I can put it like that. Um, the Under Story and Davis, they are more footballing centre-backs. Um, Story, as I say again, he came from Exeter City, actually. That was his background. Um, oh, they've been raiding Exeter, have they? Yeah, oh, yes, they have. With him, and him. Yeah, they come on, as I say, further up the field as well. Um, a brilliant prospect, Story, but has a lot to learn and this is a nice phrase they said he there's a difference between being good on the ball and being comfortable on the ball and they said that he while he's comfortable on the ball he can be jittery he can be error prone so he's naturally good comfortable in possession but not always alert not always reading danger he could move the ball a bit more quickly so they, it's almost like he's it's almost like he's adam webster a few years ago okay he needs to that figure it sense. out. And he, he needs and to he, figure it out, yeah. He was a mm. recent signing, was he, this season? Yeah, he was. He came into them from, um, yeah, he, he joined last June and he was very much a fringe player, but as the season has gone on and as Huntington and Clark have declined, these, these two have come in. Yeah. Fisher, we've talked about briefly on the fullbacks. Um, yeah, he's um, right back. Um, yeah, get, he gets just sorry, looking, just a bit yeah. of record. Exactly, gets stuck in. <laughs> we have evidence. Um, he he had a really bad end, and the first of their run of defeats, they lost to Reading, and their quick wingers gave him an absolutely tough time. As I say, he's a right back. Um, he's had a shop look. He had a shocking couple of months at the start of the season, hence the poor the poor defensive record. But that has him. He has grown into the season. They've said, and he is also very positive going forward. So he is a good attacking fullback in that sense. And one other thing to watch out for in that they've lost Joey Garner now for doing this. But one of them mentioned his time wasting diving and all the other art, dark arts are very entertaining. If he was on the opposite team, I would loathe the guy. <laughs> that that also might explain some of the yellow cards. But they say he's turned a corner and he's playing well. Right back, as I say, not an issue. Left back, however, is um, a yet another 
sort of ropey left back. Um, uh, Fisher came from Rotherham, just to say it as, as a side point. But Josh Earl, 20-year-old youth product in at left back. Um, when you see the word alas, it's never good. Alas. Um, uh, alas. <laughs> Josh Earl, despite being totally committed and enthusiastic, isn't a fullback. And his lack of haste on and off the ball completely nullifies our left-sided threat all day long. He has, he's got a rick in him, this, this player. He against, Chef, against West Brom last week, he played one infield ball and it reminded me of the one that was played infield against um, Queen's Park Rangers on Boxing Day. It was he played it straight into a West Brom player three passes later oh, yeah, the goal, yeah. just outside our panel, just outside the Preston penalty area. And you saw him afterwards walking along with his head up over his shirt up over his head. It's really bad. And then he, but then what happened then was he lost confidence because what he would he, he, this sums him up again. He's still learning his trade. At times he gets into great positions to play a decent forward ball, but second guesses himself and plays it safe. Right. So they think he's really good. There's a prospect. He's tall. He's athletic. He's got a lot going for him. He had, a, and also Ben will love this. He was ripped to shreds by Hernandez, who hasn't been. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, they think he's. They think he will ultimately get there. And he doesn't. He also. He also plays with his head held high. He's got a great mentality. So he, he never goes hiding. To be fair to him. So, but they need. They feel they need to be patient with him. So he's basically a decent left back who's got a rick in him. I'll mention one other quick fullback before um, um, uh, a fullback quickly. Um, Joe Rafferty. Now they've I was brought say, him is it in. A quick mention, or is he quick? Uh, he's no, he's, he's no, he's not quick. No, he's not. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know much about him actually. He he came from Rochdale, January signing, but he's played over two hundred times for Rochdale. He's another right back, which they think that he's actually made Darnell Fisher more honest by having a good. It's a bit, yeah. It's a bit like um, for places. Yeah, exactly, exactly <clears throat> that. Yeah, um, but um, they all they've said, all they can say about him at the moment is that he's tidy. And they like what they've seen. He's very composed, but he's very experienced, but just at a lower league level. But um, they're hoping, you know, they said hopefully he can get some game time towards the end of the season and along come Ipswich. So watch out for him. He might be at right back <laughs> instead, of Fisher, instead, instead of Fisher. So that's the that's the back line anyway. It's, um, as I say, Josh Earl and Rudd look to me to be, if we're going to get anything out of there, they'll be the two. Yeah. In in terms of moving forward, then the um, mm. the holding midfield is it a four two three one? Do we think? I think West mm-hmm. Brom they might have done the four one four one, which hasn't yeah, worked. Probably... So that will probably oh. revert back to four two three one, won't it? Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. We can tick Pearson off. Um, listen back to the yeah. preview show from um, November because we probably mm. went uh, wax lyrical about Pearson. Mm. But it's Johnson yeah. playing back there, and yeah, he is. Yeah, Ledson is this, is this... or yeah, Ryan Ryan Ledson. It'll be those two, I think, possibly depending on uh, on how how fit Gallagher is um, the, um, the, the 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 Preston midfield they play a three but there's all sorts of different threes you can play in midfield we, we before we recorded Rich and I were talking about the way Steeperman even though he plays as a number 10 for Norwich he actually doesn't play he's not a locksmith he's not a one matter type who will unpick a defence he bombs through and creates spaces for the wide players to bomb in or a midfielder to come forward and attack he's that type of more the penalty area exa- exactly yeah, yeah. Um, Alan Brown who is their kind of oh, more advanced midfielder top scorer he, isn't he yeah he is he's, that's what he does he said that he's very um, he's highly energetic he, he never stops running but he's not he's not technically creative but but again he typifies the industry and energy of the team my lovely quote on him was one of them said he has more stamina than a filibustering Tory which I thought was a slightly political reference there they say he he has become a good number 10 they'd be 10 points worth off without his goals don't take him for granted it's easy to look down on him because he isn't you know he isn't one of these kind of what you know he can't come up with these lovely fantasy passes at all but um He's um they 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 feel though he does need more creative 
partners to be more effective. Otherwise, he will give the ball away or go missing. So he needs a creator playing. The, some of them think they need, they need the creator playing the role instead of him. Um, but he, he, but he can't all equally. He, they think he struggles in a deeper role because his tackling. And his dictating play in that central, in a deeper role, isn't there. He's not a playmaker. So the best way to use him is as a, as a second striker almost, to kind of bomb in, hustle defences, break things up, and hopefully hopefully link with one of the strikers or one of the wide players. Um, Presumably that's why Johnson's been sitting. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I probably said this in, in November, but I'm going to say it again because I'm forgetful. Mm. I always thought he was a forward or a winger. So oh, yeah, presumably he's, he's there because they want to break forward. He's there yeah. to to lead the the charge forward. Yeah, when they played a more counter-attacking game under Simon Grayson, he was the perfect number 10 because that's what he would do. He said, bang, you know, when the, the goal they scored against us in the, the game Ryan Fraser scored mm. our goal, the great goal he scored for us, it was a very quick counter-attack off a town set piece. And if I'm not mistaken, Johnson was the one who was up the field. He played the ball backwards and then spun. He was he was the kind of the he was the he was the focal point he was the linchpin for any counter attacking moves, um, but but not in this system. He's the idea is that he should be a deep lying player playmaker. One of them said that both him and um, Pearson um, missed the missed the West Brom game for different reasons. Pearson was suspended and Johnson was on the field. Um, they said he, they hope he enjoyed the Leeds game. He spent most of the time watching it as well. Games are passing him by and they don't think he's suited necessarily to that role. Oh. They are pretty... He's only 26, so he's not the height of his... Say height of his career it's not, it's not age or anything um, they think he's it, it's that old cliche luxury player he gives them form of form, forward movement with his passing from deep but they feel he is a bit of a luxury who needs moving on his passing is ineffective he's um, a typically poor pass straight into touch that's come up so often the word inconsistent has come up as well and in many ways that's been that the midfield again is part of their problem because if you have a player who cannot thread a good ball through, then you're relying on playing direct football. And when we come on and talk about the strikers, if you're tra- if you're playing direct football, you don't want Sean Maguire as a striker. So the whole thing isn't working. If Johnson isn't working, it diminishes the impact that the the guy at the other end of the field has. So, um, but uh, but he will play because it's just presumably due to lack of numbers, and um, they don't really ha- there aren't any real youth prospects that I can see. Josh Keneally is the one. Or- Keneally, but he's—I think he's more—he's a wide player. Is he a wide player? Okay. I think he's a wide player. That's what they—well, that's what they were saying. They expect him to come in possibly on one of the flanks. Um, Ledson, meanwhile, um, he's a—he's another 20, 21-year-old ex. Oxford United, and he has um, he's been he's he started a couple of games recently. He's been ro- he's been rotated in. He came in May of last year, so it was a summer signing. Um, they say he's worse on the ball than Johnson, and he's much slower, but he recovers the ball well. He seems to be more like a net net sitter. Proper sitter, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He has plenty of bite and stops very good opposition midfields dictating things. And they, the other thing they said about him was he doesn't hide. He was the only outfield player to show any real desire at West Brom. He played well against Sheffield United, but then he didn't play against Leeds, and they felt the fans felt that they surrendered without him. He wasn't in there. Um, but he's very much a breakthrough season for him. Next year, they could see him becoming progressing into the team on a more regular basis but he's not a play he's not the playmaker he, he would be a Pearson replacement rather than a Pearson partner unless you're playing a team where you need to you need to really screen the back four but mm. the, as I said the centre backs are also growing you can see the sense of progress with them you really can 
Yeah, but um, should we so, talk through the wide midfielders? Because there's one yeah. that I know that you're quite keen to talk about, who I think we mentioned in passing, um, yeah. Nemecha, um, yeah. and Paul Gallagher is a bit of a stalwart there now, isn't he? Yeah. And obviously the yeah. hero of the Portman Road match with yeah. the penalty scored, and then saves from Danny Rowe <laughs> and anyone else when he went in goal because Maxwell was sent off. Um, mm. Yeah, where do you start? New let, 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 let We start with Gallagher because he may play in a midfield role. They have okay. they have they have switched him in there. He's thirty four. He doesn't have the legs he had before, um, and he he came off against West Brom with a shin shin injury on forty two minutes. He was withdrawn. I think Robinson replaced him, but he's um, but but the, the the great thing with him is quality on the ball. They say without him, there's no focus in the team, and in a way, if anything, he would replace da- um, Daniel Johnson as a deep line playmaker. He scored a free kick, didn't he? Sorry, not a penalty. I'm trying to remember the it was a, thing. It was. It was a free kick. No, it was a free kick. It was. You're right. Yeah, yeah it was a free kick. Um, but he... Um, if you can't deliver the ball as well as him, then you have to be more inventive rather than trying the same thing over again. Without him, the habit of going long cap, kick, kicks in, which is what they noticed. They've said that there's a lack of focus in the team, but that they feel he, he's maturing into a possible deeper midfielder going into his 30s. Excellent technical ability, as you say, the set pieces. He can give them a creative edge with his vision and passing ability. So it's an interesting one. But they said as well, if you start the game poorly, you might as well take him off. It's just his age, I think. Yeah. Um, he's a really good player. But um, he may well start instead of Johnson. He could be as well if they're playing a lot of young kids out on the... In, if they try, you know, he could be the one to... Focal point for them. If, yeah, he's yeah. sort of a wise old head out on the field. So he, he may well appear. But um, So he could play wide. I doubt. don't know if he has the legs to, but certainly... He, he, I think he could be a central midfield option. Unlike, again, there, there aren't many players. As I say, Nemecha, Callum Robinson, and then this guy, Josh Ganelli or Ganelli. I, I think it's Ganelli. I, I, I added yeah. an extra E just for creative effects. Yeah, that's okay. it's, uh, but Nemecha, um, Man City Loney, right winger, 20. Um, he's grown into the season. He, again, like all wingers, he will divide opinion. Um, and he isn't a finisher. They don't. They're not convinced about him playing up front. He has some games where he hot. He's, he blows hot and cold. Runs the socks off. Wins a lot of headers. Isn't afraid to put his body on the line. But a bit like Jack Mac, Jack Macoma last week. Um, he um, he he can fade in games. They say sometimes he can fade and then come back as well. He seems to. You know, he's he's, he's that type of player. He's Second win of also, yeah. yeah, exactly that. And um, they think that he's better out wide because of his pace. And they, and he does. Um, they said Sheffield United were scared of him when he ran at them. Um, uh, that would have been midweek the night we played Preston. Um, but um, on his off days, or no, it would have been two weekends ago. Forgive me, it was two. It was Leeds was the night we played Preston. They played Leeds the night we played Preston. But they said on his off days when he runs with the ball, he goes too far and often loses it with no vision for other players. He's just a twenty-year-old. He's with real, poss- real, real ability. Sounds similar they- to. Versantelina, perhaps. Exactly. That's a really season. good. That's a really good parallel. Another Man City loanee. Um, again, they think they would like it to be him to be loaned to them again next season because they feel that he's actually cut his teeth now in the Championship. They'd love him to get love to get him back to to properly blossom in the team. Um, but they're worried, obviously, that one of the top, one of the more money teams with parachute payments or whatever might might come and grab him. Um, the other player is Callum Robinson. He'll be on the left, more likely. Yeah, and we talked a lot about him last time. He was the you know the big name player, and yeah. has just lost a, f- a third of the season through injury, hasn't he? Four, he has. three, four months was it? 
Yeah, yeah. He's he's and he he hasn't really got back from that. They said um, he lacks that sprightly edge and sharp arrowhead needed at this level. He he's still he's kind of running in he's kind of in third gear really. I think the best way to describe it. November to February with a big serious hamstring injury actually, um, and they don't they're worried that he's it's affected his confidence. They said in the Leeds game he was backing out of challenges he could have won. He doesn't look the same player as they saw at the beginning of the season. Um, it's second natural though, isn't it? Really? Yeah, Seriously, it is. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and, and he's still got he, ten goals. So yeah, and I assume yeah. he added to yeah. that against West Brom. Though I think it was probably an own goal. I think it was given as an own goal, but I think yeah. Preston fans are giving it to him. But ten goals, he's up there with Brown. But the majority yeah. of those scored before the injury. Yeah, there would have been. Yeah, if not all of them. Sorry. Yeah, that's no because they had a mad goal difference before when we went to play. They were scoring. They were scoring and conceding for fun. Yeah. Um, but the, you know, it, also his set pieces deliveries have been poor. He's looking short of his best. He's a player he needs a preseason, I think, just to properly regroup. You know, but but again, because of the lack of numbers, and this was said, they've no choice but to play him. Um, he may well be rested as I say the other player who we mentioned John, Josh Canelli he had a cameo against West Brom and again they haven't seen him before um, it, but you know give him a go the worst that can happen is he gets a taste of this level to help him get ready for next season and he's also our player um, we're the opposition for that aren't yeah. we you know yeah so, he was a January signing from Walsall. He was born in Coventry, worth mentioning as hey, well. Um, we, have, we have these things have to be noted. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he may well play instead of Robinson if they want to. You know, if, if again, if with with Easter with lots of games on top of each other, he's another game. If not, he may well come on at half time. But uh, you know, we are a nice team to for someone to cut their teeth on. We yeah. are. Um, yeah. Should we move? I'm just gonna, trying to find their fixture. Who have they got after us? Just out of interest. I've got to have no idea. I didn't Let look me that up. Check. Um, mm. It is oh, Wigan away. Oh, so I suspect that mm. will be considered the more important fixture, don't you? Oh, no question. Well, no question about that. Particularly if they can spike Wigan's guns, they they wouldn't mind doing that. It's a, it's not a strange rivalry. I think um, Blackpool are their big. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. I think Blackpool are the big rivals. Um, Blackburn um, as well. 
Blackburn to some degree, though. Blackburn Burnley, I think, is the big took one. Took a load, he would park, yeah. I remember. Yeah. They did, yeah. But um, but Wigan, I think, because Wigan are, you know, they were not they were non-league for so long. It's kind of a new it's a new rivalry that's come up. But with Wigan in trouble, they might well enjoy going over and uh, and uh, you know, so so it's sort of tripping them up. Um, the three strikers then, and this is fascinating because very listening to what we've already talked about, um it does have an impact on who and how you play. Um, you've got, they have, he has been mostly, Neil has mostly been leading off with Sean Maguire. And what Sean Maguire gives you is mobility. He's clever movement. He can create spaces, but he is not a player who can hold the ball. Three so goals, Harry. Yeah, yeah. He's he's really struggled. He's excellent. He's a Republic of Ireland international. Came over to West Ham for a couple of seasons. Didn't play for them. But he's Waterford, Dundalk, Cork City. That's very much his background. One of them said he almost looks non-league when he plays with his back to goal. I feel genuinely sorry for him wow. as he can't hold the ball up and cre- we create nothing. So if you haven't got Gallagher or if you have Johnson who's misfiring or there aren't any balls being played in for him to run onto, which is what he needs. And um, if you're playing him as a, as a target man, forget it. They say it doesn't stick. And when they played him. They played him against Leeds and Sheffield United as a target man, and it was a disaster because, of course, he loses the ball, and the last two teams you want to keep giving the ball away easy, easily to are Leeds and Sheffield United because it was just like the Alamo. They just kept coming back at them time and time again. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, so they said, some of them have said they think he's a number 10 who can at- attack a ball with his face to goal. Some of them have said he might be better on the wing where he's got a bit more space to operate in. Um, you know, but he wants balls to run in. He wants balls in behind to run onto. And we don't play that way. So why play him? It's, yeah. it's, it's quite hard. And the player many of them want to see play, and he did start against West Brom, is Jaden Stockley, the great... Um, yeah, who we were great, linked the great with. Who, we had, linked who with had this kind of infamous re- re- um, release clause for yeah. Exeter, 750k I think it was He mm-hmm. was it 20 was it 16 goals mm. in 25 appearances I think he got for them That's and right. yeah. um, I think he's also on 3 for them now mm. but um, very highly thought of yeah, but three, but three and not very many minutes because he has been regularly used as a bench option. Just looking in here, the last eight games, he has started two and he's come off the bench in six. That gives you an idea. So it's sub, 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 start, sub, 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 start, basically, is the way they've used him. Um, but for goals per minute ratio, one of them said, I haven't checked this, I haven't fact-checked this, but they said he scored more goals than anyone else in English football in 2018. I think he was tearing it up in the lower leagues. Mm. And he'd score, and they said, again, I have to, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but one of them said, when he signed up, we signed him in January, he scored more headed goals than anyone in Europe this season, which is that's a that's a fairly big statement. I wonder but, what his so, XG is, Harry. Well, exactly, that's but obviously, let's just say he's good in the air anyway. Um, but what they say about him, he's got physically one of them said, This is always a lovely verb to see. It's the last 20 minutes. Is it time to unleash Jaden Stockley? When you hear the word unleash, you know, you know, something's coming. Um, but uh, uh Gives him something to aim at with crosses and decent chest downs and headers. Classy target man. He looks good in the box. But and a classic, yet again, it's the Chris Martin thing. He, we need to have mobile runners around him. They need to close to feed off him, as it were. So you, if you're going to play him, you've got to get your players up the field. Robinson. Yeah. yeah, exactly. They've got to be in there to, to work off him. He doesn't have the pace or the movement of Maguire, but he has got physical strength. They say he makes his physical strength presence felt in defence but his touch isn't as good his touch lets him down as I say you never get the perfect striker at this level otherwise they go up either in the Premier League or they're Dwight Gale or somebody different but it's uh, you know but 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 Stockley and Maguire between them you've got two contrasting players both dependent on what they're getting from everybody else quick line on Louis Moult um, he um, 
ex-Motherwell. And <laughs> please, Mr. Neil, can I beg for just one request? Don't play Molt again this season. Um, <laughs> he did nothing as usual other than G up the crowd when coming on. Other than a nice guy, I don't know what people like about him. He's never looked comfortable against championship defences. I don't know what his goals, his re- scoring record's he's like. Five. He's, uh, he's got five. Fair enough. He shows fight and heart, but his touch is poor and he constantly give the ball, gives the ball away. So, quality question. Um, yeah, he's he's um, a strong and willing attitude. He always tries to get things going, but uh, no, he's very. He really would be the third choice in the in the system. So as I say, that's that's pretty much who they have. As I say, expect four two three one. It'll be interesting to see which of the reserves come in and how they configure the midfield. Whether Johnson or whether if Gallagher is fit, whether he comes back in again. But I think whether Stockley or Maguire plays will give us an idea what what to expect but um don't be surprised if there if there are more fringe players than we've even mentioned who simply haven't you know you, there could be some strange names coming off the bench who we don't know yep. yeah yeah oh, great stuff Harry. that's brilliant and the the longer mm. the pod goes on the more i recall the game in in november and i think yeah. i said at the start max i got a straight red i think he got a second yellow which you don't see keepers get it too a, often yeah it was, I think a, it was a pretty yellow. stupid um mm. out of the penalty area challenge twice i think I think he got caught out of his penalty he was, era twice. That's didn't he? what they were hammering him for. That he was, you know, he had these rushes of blood that he would, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yes. I wonder yeah. if he's playing for Charlton. I haven't. I didn't know that up. Um, mm. Fantastic stuff, Harry. That's, that's um, really um, brilliant as always. Um, should we do Daryl's combined eleven? Yep. Interesting. With a, with one, a uh, last minute edition. Yeah. That I think will make everyone excited. It will indeed. Um, mm. So the goalkeepers, we've got an issue. I think. Um, we've we found a goalkeeper, but there is a mitigating circumstance there. Um, so Richard Wright is in net. Richard yep. Wright <laughs> never played for Preston. Um, so <laughs> Richard Wright signed for them in the summer, I think, of 2012, um, yep. having left us, I think. Um, was there for a week of pre-season. It clearly rained all week or was freezing bloody cold. Um, <laughs> he asked for them to rip up his contract. And a week later, oh. he signed for Manchester City. Um, just down the road um, and Homes- without playing a single match homesickness wasn't it I think it was or yeah. obviously homesickness slash you know yeah. paying me enough um, yeah. plus I might be on the bench in the Champions League um, yeah. so well good. On, he was a good servant for us um, yeah. less of a good servant for Preston fans Preston, they, they um, don't remember him fondly in fact they probably don't remember him at all because I was laughing when, when, you, when you spotted that before we came on before we, we started recording because of course Joey Garner went back up to Wigan mm. from Ipswich because he was also feeling very homesick so uh, this, uh, maybe there's something I don't know who knows if uh, there's something there's something between Suffolk and Lancashire that we don't know about but, uh, Midlands, Harry, and I can tell you it's grim. Um, <laughs> let's um, so Harry, uh, we've, we've got um, um, is it a three four three it's a back formation? Three. It's a three four three. That's basically we've got the, the subs bench is slightly heavy on strikers to say the least, in that we have six yeah. strikers, nobody else. So we've got a we've only got three defenders and we've only got four midfielders. Decent, so we've had though. To, Decent it's back not bad, no, it's a nice back three because you've got um, we've got Sean St. Ledger. Who played for them for about five years? Of course, he was a. That was where he really established himself. Um, I put Wayne Brown in the middle of the back three. Would that be about right? I would yeah, have McEvely on the left. McEvely on the left. That's what he was more left-sided. Yeah, and he played for. He was a. He was a lonely with Preston in two thousand and eight. I think towards the end of his career, if I'm not mistaken, for, for from Derby. Mm. But um, uh, but uh, and, four's not too bad either. Just looking no, through it. Yeah, I'd play. Um, Simulakovsky, I'd put him as a holder, probably sitting because yeah. he played for. He went from us to them. He had one season. 
for both. The did he score, did he score against? Was it against um, was it Blackpool he scored against? That uh, one off the bar. Yeah. The Thunderbastard almost. That's the one I remember. That's what, it's, it's one of those. I'll have to take out the DVD, Harry. Yeah. Uh, it's often the case when somebody just scores one goal. The goal is always usually epically memorable. And um, I don't know on, on which note, actually. I put him on the right side because purely because we've no natural right-sided player. But I put Chaplow on the right. Oh, Richard he scored. He scored one goal also. I mean, he may have scored more than one for us, actually. But there is one goal that is epically memorable. And I don't know if stats listening to this, but I was thinking, because when it came up, there was a happy Richard Chaplow day. And mm. I was wondering whether there's some way we could actually do some sort of a Saints type calendar of certain days of certain <laughs> players throughout the year. The cult where, you know, just, uh, yeah, cult heroes. And if something happened on that day that kind of just gave them a sort of an Ipswich Town degree of immortality. Oh, but, I love uh, that. I love the idea. But certainly because when Chaplow came along, I think Stan even did it on his um, on his twi- Twitter feed. He said, happy Richard Chaplow Day. And I just thought, oh, we, we, it would be great to have that, have a calendar of them over the year. Stat probably won't thank me for saying that, but I think he'd be, he'd be the perfect Get on one it, Stat. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. The other, the other midfielder then who, um, I, I didn't realise he'd played for Preston, was Tommy Miller. Yeah, that rings a bell. It does ring a bell. He was obviously... But I'm of... going to fact-check it as you go. Do you want to keep going, Harry? And I'll, um... That's good, yeah. No, that's good. Because he played... I think he... Well, obviously, he was with us Was twice it on, on loan from Sunderland? I think it was. Something like that. He was in between being with us. I think he went to Sunderland and then, whatever reason, it didn't work Correct. out. Correct. Yeah, came he back had a seven-game loan spell 2006 yeah. and then came yeah. back to us. Came back to us. And on the left, then, we have Ben Pringle. And, of course, we... We talked about him before. He looked everything—the hair. The, you know, there was something about him that just looked a bit of. A, he looked like a bit of a Maserati kind of winger, and um, we have him on the left. But um, he he went from us to Preston. No, no, no. Get it wrong. No, he he, he did. No, that's right. He was with us on loan from Fulham, and then he went to Preston for three years, and he really did nothing there. He turned out to be a bit of a, a mirage of a winger, which was interesting. Yeah. So, uh, but so that's as I say, Chaplow on one side, Pringle on the other, Miller, and then Sumulakovsky prowling behind, sort of screening the back four. That that uh, back three, I should say, that works quite well. Now things get lively up front. Do you want to lead off on this? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we've got um, Alex Matthew. Yeah. Um, and we've um, that's really good. And um, David Johnson, Mark One, and yeah. the late addition to the squad. Um, good on Daryl for doing the research on this. this is a brilliant a four spot, game this. loan spell from <laughs> Bristol City. One, Marcus Stewart made the uh, journey up to Preston. Yeah. So he yeah. makes our team. But on he the makes... bench, Harry, I mean, we yeah. mentioned Garner. The other big name from Preston fans will be David Healy. Um, of course. And Ricardo Fuller, actually, to a lesser yeah. extent. But um, there's some really <laughs> chuggy kind of mid-noughties yeah. players that had pretty <laughs> lousy spells with us that probably Preston fans remember more um, yeah. favourably. Ebanks, Blake, yeah. um, Nathan Ellington. Um, John McInerney, I remember, who had that disallowed McEnough. goal against Cole Yu. That's right, he was a Palace Loney, wasn't he? Um, That's right, yeah. yeah so who else the bench is all goal, um, yeah. strikers, isn't it? Yeah, and of course, don't forget, Stuart, we, when Stuart was brought in, we defenestrated uh, Tamas Priskin. Oh, Tamas Priskin, yeah. He played on loan for them for Watford before coming across to us. So, as I say, yeah, some of those names, you, some you'll remember more fondly than others, I think is fair <laughs> to say. It's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good starting eleven, Daryl. Thank you. Nice one, Daryl. Thank you. It's great stuff. Thank you. Let's quickly do some questions. As I say, we're going to share the questions 50-50 between um, yeah. this show and tomorrow. The, the, we've got some questions about food, quite a lot of so I'll split those yeah. in two. 
Um, yeah. I don't know what it is, Harry. I was I was wondering if we were wondering, is it something to do with Lent? Because people have obviously there's some some subliminal food thing. People have given up wine, or they've given up fruit, or they've given up Indian side orders. Because people have been asking us for our favorite for our favorite culinary options. I mean, we're not we're not experts, but we you know it's all part of the service. We'll do our best. But, uh, right. We'll come up with our most highbrow answers we can, Harry. We'll do we'll do what we um, can. <laughs> <laughs> and um, maybe it's I need to check when people post their questions maybe it's around midday or something like that be, um, I think it's the equivalent to going into the supermarket when you're hungry and you end oh, up buying a don't stuff do that, that you just, just buy mini it. eggs yeah. exactly it's never wise <laughs> um, a question from Ben actually which is a really good compliment for the yeah. stuff we talked about from Preston and we mentioned it before um, yeah. is there a parallel between Marcus Evans and Trevor Hemmings the Preston North End owner both try to fund the gap between themselves and parachute clubs and some Preston fans cite a lack of ambition do you see yeah. Preston going the same way as town long term or will Hemmings and Alex Neal be able to go one step further than Evans and McCarthy mm. thoughts on it's... whether yeah that this model that we've kind of you've you've called kind of progressive or at least what they're trying to do is progressive yep. but is there a point where it goes past its sell by date and money eventually has to be pumped in no no it's it's totally viable I mean you can do you can do it in different ways you can be you can be progressive in there's lots of different iterations of it almost um, for exa- um, where I would agree the parallels are there in that Hemmings does fund the team to a level and he does give them stability look back 10 years ago the three big hitters or 10 years ago I should say the three big hitters in Lancashire would have been Bolton, Blackburn and Blackpool now I'd argue that the three big hitters in Lancashire are or the two big hitters are Preston and Burnley and Blackburn are kind of regrouping it's back to the old owners relegation clubs thing but it does work that that sense of progress does definitely exist there so there is a real parallel in that sense he's given them stability and he's given them a, an appropriate level of funding he's also I'd also agree in that he's generally patient and he does give his managers time so the renewal of the contract from Alex Neal if you saw all their comments they were all think, thinking yes this is a world that we know you're not chucking managers every six weeks or every six months it's 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 very stable where I think it's different and where we fall down is around the whole judgment question and we talked about this earlier yeah. I just think we've had some spectacularly bad moments of judgment in the last decade and that has completely compromised what we've tried to do there's different ways you can do it Preston to me the nearest example is Sheffield United in that they're just they've got a very it's all about stability and it's all about just bringing the team through and just keeping it Keep keeping it um, lots of little victories. Just keep keep keeping it slow and steady, and just augmenting every summer. Um, Brentford use the money ball model. It's more statistical, and they 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 buy their players that way. Whereas in contrast, we have just been way too hit and miss. Yeah. That's the problem. We've had some good moments. I think we've got a good moment now at Lambert, and I can see it all. It's becoming, it's clicking back together, and hopefully it'll work. But we've, you know, I think that we've had three particularly epically bad transfer windows in the last decade that have completely undermined us yeah. one thing i would cite as well and it's not um no. it doesn't really answer ben's question which you've obviously done is is the signings that we've talked about for preston so we've got story um mm. stockley um i yeah. think you mentioned a couple of others is ledson one of them as well that have ledson is one been brought through from the lower divisions but yeah. they've done it incrementally rather than let's buy five yeah. or six of them and stick them straight in the squad which is exactly where we fell down you do yeah. it you do it gradually you bring them in you know at this point of the season where you're safe that's brilliant. Um, you get them up to speed, don't you? And I think you know that's just common yeah. sense as well, which we appear to have 
been lacking in as well. And, uh, yeah, and you're, you're not bringing them in to throw them in. I mean, exactly. Stockley exactly right. has been very much used as a you spot. That's brilliant. That's brilliant, Rich. Stockley, just looking at the list of players, Josh Ginelli, he may well start, get a starting debut against us, even though he has already played for Walsall. Um, uh, Brandon, uh, uh, not Brandon Barker, Brad Potts was the other one. He came from Barnsley. And again, he's he's picked up injuries, but uh, he, that's why he's out. Um, he's got a knee injury. But same thing again. He hasn't been overused. He's been brought through. Joe Rafferty, I mean, over 200. Billy Bowden as well. Yeah, exactly. They bring them in. They don't, but they don't bring them in and throw them in. They bring them in and integrate them. Yes. It's Yeah, that's 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 a brilliant spot. Whereas in contrast to last summer, where we literally just chucked we them in, the whole <laughs> Shrewsbury squad and yeah, played it the yeah. first day. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, we'll come back to some of these questions. I think. Yeah. Um, let me pick out the ones that are specifically Preston. I don't think we've had too many actually. We've got one on Swansea, um, mm. so we'll come back to that one. Um, let's start. Let's start with Harry Butcher's question, and make sure this answer is as highbrow as you can make it, Harry. Um, what kind of fruit would you be? <laughs> well, I, I, well, I wrote down. I, I, I took a rather graphic approach. I said probably a coconut or a kiwi fruit due to the levels of hair. That was the best I could come up with. I don't know if there's anything else. We'll, we'll, we'll get out to that. Um, we, we do have, you know, I do have a fruit bowl out there which does regularly get eaten to stop me eating biscuits. I have to say. So, uh, you know, I like plums. As I say, we like our uh, a good, a good peaches, apples, all the rest of it. But no, I'm going with coconuts and kiwi fruits. I don't know about your what your what you're thinking. Well, I was I was going to go highbrow. I was going to go lychee. Um, oh, lychee is quite possible. Oh, yeah, pomegranate. That's quite nice. Or, pomegranate. I'm um, a big fan of a pomegranate. I'm a big fan of raspberries, yeah. Harry. Raspberries my go-to. Um, Persimmons are lovely when they're when they're when they're just right. That, that's another uh, really lovely consumer yeah, advice for you, well. there, Harry. Make sure you go and get your five a day. Um, yeah. <laughs> Arthur Pickthorn. Um, if he stays fit, could Teddy Bishop? be the main man in League One next season. Everyone's talking about Judge, but Bishop could have as much impact in his opinion. Yeah. Good Thoughts? question. Um, you chip in after me, Rich, on this one. Um, Teddy Bishop is unfinished business. And I don't know if anybody else is doing this. I've been watching the Quest programs and watching League One highlights with a more forensic eye lately. It's worth doing just to get an idea of how, what is this football that they play. Um, technical players can get more time and space for themselves. It is a more physical league, and in many ways it is more athletic. But if you're technical, you can make time and space for yourself. <clears throat> the big question for Teddy before he got his injuries was whether he could finish. We've I've seen him score. I saw that great goal he scored against Bournemouth. And we've seen his mazy runs, and we've seen flashes of what he can do. If he can add goals to his game, and I think he can... This could be really his season. And one codicil to that, I'd add, is that everybody's hoping that Judge will tear the league up. And that's what the wide expectation is. And he will. I think he'll be, he will be a level above that league. But I have a hunch that with all the spotlight on Judge, and I'm not sure who it is, but one of our younger players is going to set that division on fire. And we don't know quite who it is yet. We can all have a guess. But I think there's somebody who's in the squad who's doing quite well. And somebody is just going to come out of the traps. That's my hope, anyway. I, I just have crossed, to, it's, it's, a, it's a sixth sense. It's just a sixth sense. But we'll Lancaster, mm. Elmazuni. We've actually yeah. got, let me. I think yeah. we've got a question about that. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, um, FBL Tractor. Um, mm. Is it time to give Elmazuni, Nidham, and Darba or McGavin a game? Um, I'd lob in um, Bailey Clements as well, who's yeah. who's been highly thought of. Um, the other twenty threes were were pretty much were roundly defeated actually by um, Forest midweek. Forest, but any thoughts right, on any of of those yeah. ones that FBL Tractor mentions there? Yeah, I'd say yes against the right opponents. It's just a question of balance. It's a pity we have... I mean, the Preston game is perfect for this. It could be 
it could be two really weird formations that we see. You just don't know. Possibly Swansea as well, because they've got nothing riding on their season. The problem with Sheffield United and Leeds is that they're they're going for it, which is really frustrating. So you don't. It's not going to be. It's not going to do them any good getting mullered by Leeds or Sheffield United. But then, just as equally, you could say you don't know how good they are until you actually throw them in, and you could suddenly see somebody, you know, one of uh, one of the midfielders or one of the defenders playing out of their skin up against. You know, Hernandez or whoever, you know, Billy Sharp or whatever, they could really cut their teeth and find out, discover just how good they are. To me, it's a question of it's a question of balance. I'd probably throw in more of them in, over the Easter weekend and fewer of them in the final two games. Yeah. But I would, but I wouldn't throw. They're not going to face no, the Sheffield United or Leeds next season, are they? No, they're not. And they, but but it's just well, a question of it's a, it's a question of just it's a confidence judgment as well. Some of them might have the mentality, as I say, someone like Josh Earl who has made mistakes. They still say. The, the Preston left back that he has the character to bounce back from that and so you know you just kind of just okay well we're, we're going nowhere this season so don't worry about the mistake we learn from, you know you learn from it you move on yeah mm. we'll see but, yeah. um, um, a kind of follow on question from that um, Dommy Boy 79 um, hey guys um, looking forward to the pod so am I hopefully it's good <laughs> um, do you think um, League One is a better breeding ground to launch the type of transition which we are going through well, I think you've kind of alluded to this at the start Harry about yeah. A division below. Let's um, let's clear out the cobwebs. Let's you know, yeah. um, reboot as it were. Is is League One the the best place for that? I mean, don't know what you... we don't really have a choice, do we? We don't want to stay up no. anymore. So, no. But... Uh, all season you kind of say no. Always stay in the Championship. It's such a hard league to get back into. You know, better to be here and regroup. But I was watching the the Brentford game particularly, and I just thought, given how far we've regressed, I would say yes now i think we do need to go down yeah. and do a proper rebuild it's i say that with a heavy heart um but i think we will benefit playing against um less technically able um and I, when i say slower i mean slower in terms of football tempo teams rather than running around it's more that we could, we'd be able to move the ball around more with greater fluency than many of our opponents whereas if we'd stayed up Getting pulled apart by the Brentfords of the division week in week out won't won't serve us any good. Yeah. We've so much ground to make up, and let's hope we can do it next season. And, I hate to the, say that, but I don't know whether you'd agree or not. That, and that's... the academy players as well. I absolutely think that because we, we we've kind of yeah. talked about um, you know well we haven't talked about it, but youth players going out on loan. You know you'd be sending Josh Emmanuel, Miles Kenlock, um, yeah, maybe Andre Dizel out to these League One clubs to get experience. Yeah, and actually. I know we've kind of talked about the the risk that is we 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 get kind of dominated or we get bullied by certain teams, but um, I, I think it's a really great opportunity for those players to establish themselves yeah. and become a real key fixture in the team, get that first in experience, and and as kind of Dommy Boy alludes to, kind of build slowly together, hopefully build to yeah. something successful next yeah. season. But if not, the season after that, those a season at uh, that level, a bit of Championship time, I I think a lot of those players will be much better for it. Whereas if we're in the Championship. And perhaps under the previous previous manager, um, we we wouldn't have seen as many of them. I know he had a good record yeah. of bringing in specific players, but I, maybe yeah. this gives the academy the shot in the arm that it's needed over the last few years yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, let's do one more um, because um, we are recording this at the moment. It's quarter past eight on Wednesday evening. Um, it's Manchester City Spurs in the Champions League. My phone has gone off. 
and I'm getting texts like, wow, and what a start, and defending anyone, and I'm worried that we're missing a three-all extravaganza after only 15 minutes in the Champions League, so I need to see what's going on, Harry. Um, okay. Let me do one more football one and one more food one. Um, Craig okay. Fimbums, Fim75. Oh, yeah. Given judges now on board, um, presumably yeah. he says as number 10, at what point does he get the chance to play there again? Um, lack of left midfielder stopping us from being able to do so if we're not playing a diamond. We need to decide on how we're playing next season and use these four games accordingly. Um, we've, I think Craig has raised this point before, but thoughts on question. Judge? Is yeah, he, great, he, can't, great he hasn't really got... The, he floats around, doesn't he? Um, yeah. He, he needs it's to what he did at Brent, It's what he did at Brentford. He was often left-sided, but then he'd suddenly drift into the middle and whoever would be so, at the Sawyer's equivalent at the time would then drift out left to kind of cover for him. So he had a... You know, but that was a very fluid system. It was a brilliant question by Craig, and I think it gets to the heart of what we play next year. Um, I remember watching, I was high up sitting with Ben, we watched the Bristol City game together. I felt that, I think it was Kenlock was at left back, he was exposed when George drifted inside and we lost possession. And you were relying on them, one of the other midfielders to swing out and, and give, him, give him a second man. Um, but you could also see the lack of width. We do lack width in the squad still. You could mm. see behind the goal at Brentford, the way they were able to suddenly switch, play quickly and get a 2v1 against us. So either we find wingers or we play the diamond and given who we've got and particularly looking at the way Kwaner and um, and uh, Jackson and, oh. and I was thinking you know or a quick player up front I think Kwaner struggled on his own up front he, yeah. I think yeah but um, having giving him some a quick like Stockley we were talking about with um, with Preston giving Kwaner a partner would suggest to me I'd rather go with the diamond at the moment just given what we've got um, I've never liked diamonds I always think they're, they're dangerous reminds they're me really, of Paul Jewell yeah, exactly. We talked about them before, the nitroglycerine. It really is, you know, when we played Stoke, they are dangerous systems if you don't know what you're doing. But um, but either we find some proper width. I think the question is as much about what we do out on the left. You know, do, do we bring in, we know we're, going to, we're, on the, we're looking for strikers, we know that, but do we do we look for proper wingers? It's a question of, that that's Lambert's judgment call over the summer in terms of how he, how does he want yeah. to balance the well, squad. Stick Gwian Edwards out yeah. there and play Jan Lancaster at right. That would be my starting mm. wingers, but they're not wide midfielders. They're not going to give too much cover, are they? That's no, they're not. Um, so that in which, yeah. in which case then you're looking for George then to play in behind whoever our number nine will be. Mm. It'll be interesting. It's fascinating to see. But definitely, mm. as Craig says, use the next few games to figure out that system again yeah. so we're using this time yeah. as Ben said on the show last week you know, yeah. rather than just experimenting we're building something, we're, we're having a strategy um, yeah. we'll end with Mikey Penty-Smith, um, what is your favourite Indian side dish? Um, <laughs> Tim Pashley's is a cobra yeah. Maybe a handful of <laughs> I like Tim's answer. Tim's answer was brilliant. I saw that. Oh, dear. Well, I've gone for I have a funny story in this. My sister's 50th. We all went to Barcelona and we went to a tapas bar. There was, so there were six Irish people all sitting around the table. And so what did we all order? Patatas bravas. And it was only when the, we're basically a four stone sack of potatoes arrived on the <laughs> table around, around us. We all looked at each other and said, the Irish abroad. You know, where would you be without the spots? God bless them. Anyway, so, uh, but I have to say, Bombay Alu is a, is an issue I just I, I have that it has potatoes in it and as I say where I come from this is very beneficial mm. <laughs> don't about you I'm not going to go with a stereotype Harry I'm, I need to be careful where I tread here um, <laughs> I, um, Alu Gobi is one I would recommend um, yeah. I think that's cauliflower and potato if I, if I remember that's right it, it is can't yeah, be a right, sagaloo yeah. um, I agree I no, struggle uh, with that oh, okay not, not yeah. a fan of the greenery yeah. um, 
brilliant questions we'll come back to the rest of those in our in our next part where we'll um, be back yes. in, a, in a day or so's time to talk about swansea um just quickly um for those people listening before preston and why wouldn't you um where can we find your blogs your twitter all that kind of stuff harry yeah um the the notes for preston will be up with phil over on they'll be over on wtd or twtd i should say get it right um at lunchtime on friday they should be um uh, actually I start again the game, Easter, is Friday, it's Friday, yeah. the game is on Friday they will be up on lunchtime on Thursday there we go this is what happens. happens when we record on Wednesday on Wednesday the matches on a Friday weird um, science we're, we're all strange over the place here. no so yeah it'll be th- Wednesday it's start again Thursday lunchtime TWTD I will link it on my Twitter feed which is at Harry from Bath. Brilliant stuff. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at IpsRich um, mm-hmm. and the channel at Blue Monday ITFC. And as I say, we will be back um, to talk about Swansea. Um, um, probably a shortened version of the pod for that. Uh, we'll finish yeah. off those questions. And the flagship, um, for those of you who are not going to Swansea or um, having other weekend plans, um, I will be back for the flagship on Tuesday night. So it'll probably go out Wednesday morning with Stat and Joe. Um, and we'll be delving through the outcomes of the two fixtures we're talking about and mm-hmm. talking a little bit about season tickets, talking about relegation league one and all that fun stuff. So join us for that. Harry, great stuff as always. Thank you for your hard work as always. Really enjoyed that. Cheers, Rich. All the best and hope everybody has a a good Friday. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.